0: If you're not in love with what you're doing every day, then you're not going to get through those low days. And if we hadn't listened to our gut, then it wouldn't exist anymore, that is for sure. We came to the conclusion that we didn't want True Start to exist unless it was on the path to becoming actually what we want it to become.
1: This is the Ideas Lab podcast, where you can learn from great creative and entrepreneurial minds how to turn your ideas into original businesses, books, and brands. Because in a crowded world, it pays to stand out. This is your host, John Williams, best-selling author and founder of the Ideas Lab London. Helena and Simon Hills are accidental entrepreneurs. Their original business idea revolved around luxury cat furniture before they finally moved away from that and started True Start Coffee. Now they have a pioneering coffee brand. Here, Helena explains the story of how they created a coffee with a reliable caffeine high and is now available in the Whole Foods and many other retailers. This is the real unglamorized story of entrepreneurship. And it's the first podcast I've conducted where the guest was holding a six-week-old sleeping baby, but occasionally snores into the microphone. Hi, Helena. Thanks for making time for being on the Ideas Lab podcast.
0: Hello. My pleasure. Really happy to be here.
1: And you have someone with you at the moment. This is the first podcast I've ever done quite like this. Tell me who's with (laughs) you right (laughs) now.
0: I've got a six-week-old baby Arthur strapped to my chest, sneezing away. So hopefully he will um, stay asleep. Who knows? Oh, wow! (laughs) Very cute.
1: Okay, that's (laughs) lovely. And you've got another. You've got a son, haven't you?
0: Yeah, um, Leo. So Leo's 19 months old, um, and he's at nursery at the moment because this wouldn't be so easy if he was around. Yeah, I can
1: imagine. (laughs) A lot
0: more chaotic.
1: Yeah. So I am fascinated by your entrepreneurial journey and what you've created at True Start Coffee. Where well, you didn't start in the coffee world. And I like the product placement. Show us the product, actually. For, for, for people listening to the audio, they should watch the video on this. True Start. So this is the cold <laughs> brew coffee, isn't it?
0: This is, yeah, this is the chilli chocolate cold brew. Oh, I'm a bit like addicted to that. it, to be honest. Just, I'm just, obviously feeding Arthur and shouldn't be drinking too much coffee. Oh, uh, so really? Yeah. <laughs> I,
1: I, but I'm quite into good coffee. I'm not a massive um, uh, snob about it. But I'm quite into good coffee and I live in, sh- you know, Shoreditch, which is famed for its good coffee. But I didn't write it's a cold brew, though. is the one thing I'm eating about. Cold brew coffee is the drink you're drinking right now it's actually it is served cold is it i didn't know if it just brewed yeah, cold. It is. okay right
0: <laughs> and we're you'll be happy to hear we're kind of like an antidote to all the hipster nonsense i'm not a coffee snob myself i love great coffee but we're all about like vibrant healthy clean coffee so don't worry it's not about the sort of hipster rubbish so yeah it's, it's cold brew it's made cold and served cold so you do you know what my cats have just started kicking off I didn't even think it might be an issue. Did not think your cats
1: would be more problematic than the baby, no. Wow. So, yeah, it's
0: made cold, it's served cold, it's really refreshing.
1: Yeah. Oh, that's really – and that's – That's kind of how it's
0: different.
1: And that's really hot, not that hot, but it's really hot right now in Shoreditch and and around the world. So um, now you're you're all about coffee, but when you began and you were looking for – were you – Did you set out going, okay, let's start a business and you're looking for ideas because you started somewhere completely different And my, my assistant Ben told me about your first business. Um, What were you doing? And when, when, when did you decide, okay, we need to, we want to start a business. We don't want to have a job.
0: So funnily enough, it wasn't actually. We weren't thinking about a business and then coming up with ideas. Um, but we have always been like quite entrepreneurial, like generally, like how we think, and always known we probably would start a business together. Um, but yeah, before True's, that our first foray into um, our own business—I say our because I'm talking about me and my husband Simon—was um, luxury cat furniture, believe it or not. So, and that it came out of like our own like necessity I suppose so we got a cat uh, one of the ones kicking off behind me um and he's a Bengal cat so they're like mental they need, need loads of stuff to play on um and we were just you know we had chosen him we were going to go collect him in a couple of months and we were looking at cat furniture and all the stuff I could find was just really ugly and um Simon basically thought do you know what I reckon Simon's got an engineer's uh, background so he Was like I reckon I can make a cat tree out of a branch, and randomly we went camping to uh, Loch Lomond. near near Glasgow in Scotland and we literally were walking in the wood around there someone had put a bonfire together but hadn't set fire to it and the next thing I knew we had like pinched a piece of wood like a full on (laughs) branch from there we went to like some hardware store in a town bought like sandpaper and stuff and literally put together this cat tree there and took it back home because we had driven there in parts put it together and this it was pretty pretty beautiful even the first one and people that came round were like what's that that's amazing and uh, where can i buy one and it just started from there and it was a side business as well as our full-time jobs and um and it, it actually ended up doing quite well it got into vanity fair and stuff we ended up shipping those trees all over the world yeah
1: because i know what you mean i i've seen those sort of scratching posts and stuff i mean uh, my images of these sort of hideous uh like Tall circular things, you know, like a pole, that's been wrapped with, with the dodgiest carpet from the 70s, you know, beige carpet, and, and then stapled on. And that's my image of one of those things. But so did this this did actually get a lot of publicity and it started to sell, but you didn't persist with that?
0: No, I mean we love our cats, don't get me wrong, but we didn't belong in the cat world. We weren't and like one of my biggest things is with your own business, as you'll know, you have to care so much to your bones about it. Otherwise you don't get through the tough days. And we just, it was a bit of fun, honestly, and it taught us a lot. Um, And we really enjoyed like, I think all the learning and the brand building that came along with it. But the the cat world just wasn't for us, to be honest. It just wasn't.
1: Yeah. No, I know what you mean. And you have to, you, you know, you have to be excited by the prospect of, Going to the trade show or whatever it might be, yeah. Or, you know, going yeah. The well, exhibition.
0: that's exactly it. And I think it was actually at a cat trade show where we were like, Pfft, honestly, <laughs> I want to do this. <laughs> and we we did we loved it up until that point of okay, this is it's a hobby, but we don't love it more than that. Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. And so, what what were you doing at the time you were doing this? So that was your side hustle, you said. What was what were your jobs at the time?
0: So Simon was a project manager um for like a signage company so the signs in like the airports where, when you go and you're like where's my check-in desk that was him um and I was in software sales so quite different really
1: Yeah have you both quit now or are you still do doing...
0: Yeah we quit yeah. when we started TrueStart, actually well I was still working for a period uh, but Simon quit day one So how did you have
1: the idea for a a, a different kind of coffee
0: So it was I mean, Cougar Tree, actually, that was the cat cat business, did exist when we had the idea for True Start. It was a few years ago now. Simon and I were um, obviously alongside our full-time jobs, and this is (laughs) pre-kids, we were training for a triathlon, like an Ironman triathlon. So it was, for me especially, because I hadn't done it before, it was a massive challenge. And um, the upshot of it is that we were drinking absolutely loads of coffee like we got in the habit of having one before the gym or before training but I was on the roads a lot like um as part of my job I was driving load and honestly I was just early starts late nights and I, I was living off coffee and um I started to kind of notice and so did Simon um that I would feel kind of really different after every coffee like sometimes it wouldn't even wake me up other times I'd feel quite anxious and jittery and I just honestly never knew how I was going to feel and um I kind of started to look into it we were coming at this from a sporty place of mind and we were thinking about nutrition and stuff so I was doing some reading and I found out that the caffeine level in coffee varies an insane amount so you could be drinking 20 milligrams in one cup and honestly 300 in in another which is ridiculous like it's no wonder it makes you feel so different. And we I was mind blown. Like, I'm quite sensitive to caffeine, so it affects me a lot. And we were like, surely we're not the only people in the world who think a clean, like really delicious obviously but a clean coffee with like a predictable caffeine boost so you feel awesome every time but with no crash no jitters surely we're not the only people in the world who think that would be an epic idea um and it turns out it had never been done before there was a reason it, it's not that easy to do uh, caffeine and Coffee is a natural product and there's a lot of things that affect the caffeine level. But long story short, we developed the sourcing process, really selective sourcing process and technology to regulate the caffeine level in coffee. Um, And fast forward a year from having the idea, we launched um, into the sports world. So now you see Truestar, and it's a colourful lifestyle brand. But initially we were really focused on sport because it just made sense to where we were um And we we were all about um making people feel awesome, like from day one, and we still are, even though now we're about more than just sport. We're, day one, I'll uh, never forget, like with Simon and I in a field with about twenty people that were running a really small ten k race, and we're like handing out shots of True Start, being like, "Have an awesome race!" And people would come back and be like, "Oh, I got a PB," and they would attribute it to the coffee, and we just made them feel good. You can see that in their eyes, and. We built a brand by doing that, by going out and winning people over, telling them all about caffeine and coffee, and helping them understand it in relation to training, and um, and people loved it, and um, we quite quickly became the coffee for sport. And this was our instant coffee, so our premium instant coffee. We didn't have cold coffee at that point, nothing. Even though I always said we're building the Red Bull of coffee and it's funny now we have cans of drink. (laughs) Um, So that's how we first came up with the idea. Um, But then a couple of years ago, we stopped drinking alcohol completely. So we went from being like the heaviest drinkers in our group of friends to going completely teetotal overnight um, because... We're quite all or nothing people. So um, I realise I'm going on a bit. I just want to tell you this. No, that's that's
1: good, yeah.
0: Why the brand sort of changed. So um, we we basically, it didn't matter if it was a good day or a bad day. We were honestly drinking too much. (laughs) And we were like, all or nothing people, let's go nothing. And we stopped drinking. Haven't looked back, actually. Don't miss it at all, which is weird. Um, But very quickly we got really bored of like there's only so much ginger beer you can drink in the pub and we were at one of our favorite music festivals that summer near Berlin Red Bull were one of the main sponsors and we just wanted True Start to be there and we were like the only thing you could find to drink was beer and Red Bull and water and it was rubbish and we were making cold True Starts like getting our instant coffee and water in a bottle um and we went to a friend's wedding in the U.S. around that time. Cold brew is everywhere over there. And we just got us thinking. And we were like, well, our idea for clean, vibrant, healthy coffee that makes you feel amazing is perfect for a drink as well. And that was when we decided to develop a range of cold brew coffees. Um, and we also, at that time, decided to bring True Start out of, we looked like a very sporty brand at that time. So quite serious and stuff. And Simon and I are not like that as people we wanted a brand that like reflect who we are so more colorful and more fun and um, so we launched the cold brew and um, the rebrand at the same time about 18 months ago when our first son was born wow <laughs> so that's a long answer to your question
1: no that's great <laughs> I, I love hearing the arc of that and now it's stopped by acardo and who else were you talking about um
0: whole foods so we're in all kinds of different places we're in health health fitness centers and gyms so david lloyd nationally for example um we're in bars like revolution de cuba and harvickles and um because actually true stuff makes a pretty awesome mixer um just as like a sort of secondary thing um and then obviously we're in retailers and lots of sort of specialist retailers as well and like farm shops and things um and then lots of offices as well you'll find our coffee and so, what you're saying is,
1: when you describe it as a clean coffee, what does that mean? Because I understand that you're you're standardising the caffeine, uh, which is which is a new thing. Uh, is there some? What does clean mean? Does that mean something else?
0: Well, with the cold brew, it's actually the only flavoured cold brew in the world that doesn't have any sugar, any ah. calories, or any. Oh, Arthur's snoring. <laughs> I don't know ah. if you can hear that right? Yeah, Yeah. <laughs> And it doesn't have any sweeteners either. So no artificial rubbish. So it genuinely is like a really guilt free, clean drink that makes you feel awesome. Um, And with our hot coffee as well, our beans are just really carefully sourced. So often with instant coffee, for example, it's the rubbish beans that get used. And that's why instant gets a bad rep. But we use barista grade instant um, beans for our instant coffee, so the whole range is just like really high quality coffee, low mycotoxins, so low mold. Um, yeah, and the drinks have no sugar or any rubbish in.
1: And so, yeah, I guess, and and you know, some of those things are probably contributing to that. Some of how you feel after you drunk a normal coffee, you know, the mycotoxins yeah, exactly. or whatever else. Yeah,
0: exactly. And like, if you think about. Um, sort of on the go cold coffee options that have loads of milk and sugar. They're more like a sweet treat, like a coffee milkshake, and they don't make you feel clean and good. You're like You wouldn't have one of those and go to the gym, for example. So, yeah, we're kind of like doing something a little bit different to those.
1: And, and I think, um, I, I also think if you can, I, I notice myself because I'm quite sensitive to sugar and to caffeine. If I have something that's sweet and got, Caffeine in it, it makes me more likely to go hyperglycemic. Now, for other people, there may be, they may have more stable blood sugar levels than that. But if the combination of you kind of take something sweet and then hit yourself with caffeine, it uh, gives you a massive sugar spike, which is probably very bad for your health. And then you get a crash. So even if you don't go hypo, like like I'm prone to do, uh, you'll feel rough and you might feel, you
0: know, down yeah, and so on. And so more on. people yeah. than you think. So many people have that sensitivity.
1: Hmm. And, and so we were talking earlier and you were saying, you know, entrepreneurship has been kind of over-glamorized. Um it it have there been tough moments for you along this journey? Because it sounds great, but you've now got a successful brand that represents who you are and uh, you know, it's recognized and, and loved and so on and stopped by all sorts of people. Um, but there's presumably been some setbacks and and you must be Pretty resilient to get over those.
0: Oh god, like I wouldn't even know where to start with talking about setbacks because they're rel- <laughs> it's relentless. <laughs> yeah, and I don't see it stopping anytime soon either. Like I've got um friends, um, I would call definitely call them friends, just in the industry who are further along or mm, not yeah. as far along as True start and I've come to the conclusion: it doesn't matter how successful your business is, how long you've been around, how much experience you have, you still have tons of setbacks and even when we decided to go from you know we've built a a solid business in the sports world and we made this really big decision to almost put it in the bin and start again like we even discontinued the products we were doing at the time which we're about to reintroduce that's another story and that decision alone to to do that was really really big and and stressful. We worried about like an upsetting and annoying our super loyal customers. And there's, there's been so many things that have been tough. And I th- I think
1: that, that, that was like, questioning yourself. I think that, that's a really important one because, you know, sometimes people look at, uh, Mark Zuckerberg and think, you know, oh, he had this great idea for a social network, but it isn't that he actually, I mean, I know he's, he's more controversial now because he's done some things that have been pretty dodgy by anyone's standard but um but throughout the history of of facebook he's been willing to do things which were so unpopular with his user base at the time and now like apparently when they introduced for newsfeed and facebook everyone went this is rubbish i'm quitting facebook now you just go I like, that
0: happened, and i was did, like really well yeah. <laughs> it was just like
1: but now that is facebook you can't imagine it without and and almost all the changes they've done you know everyone moaned about video water playing. now you can't imagine it without video water playing and everything so he's willing to do things that jeopardize the entire business because if you don't somebody else does it and then they take your you know your entire market off you so if you persisted with the sports market which wasn't really your passion you probably you would have you know you might have seen that kind of drop off uh, and you wouldn't be where and we you are might now. have
0: seen somebody um launch that vibrant fun brand that we so the, the coffee world to me is that is the gap and that is the gap we fill. We the coffee world is at the one end lots of big, big dinosaur brands like Starbucks and stuff who are just pretty boring to be honest. And then at the other end of the scale you've got lots and lots of smaller, more hipster brands that are quite similar to each other. And honestly the whole coffee industry, whilst it's massive, is like quite samey and quite boring. And we're all about like breaking through all that with just fun and vibrancy and if I'd watched someone else do that while we were stuck in what we had managed to make quite a serious world of like um only sport but with a brand that felt quite serious when we're honestly not at all as people I would have been really yeah I'd have been gutted and like you said about being passionate like you if you're not in love with what you're doing every day then you're not going to get through those low days and if we hadn't listened to our gut then we would we, it wouldn't exist anymore that is for sure we came to the conclusion that we didn't want true Start to exist unless it was on the path to becoming actually what, what we want it to become and how we sort of overcame other people being upset was by being really like open so the whole time true starts existed we've been quite big on customer communication like Facebook lives and just talking to our customers getting to know them I've got loads of them are like friends of mine now they early doors would add me on Facebook and I've got like all these choose that customers that I wouldn't know these people if it wasn't for true start that are genuinely friends and have so much to do with the business and we just communicated with them we're like this is what we're doing this is why we're doing it it's for the right reasons and the right reasons being actually what is in our hearts as opposed to like making a decision for profit only or something like that. That's when people get upset, I think. But as soon as people realised that we were doing what we like really, truly wanted to do and we believed that True Start was going to be better off and they were going to be better off for it, then people were really supportive. Like they really had, like those customers are from day one till now have been so supportive through all the ups and downs and your overall, I always say like your vibe attracts your tribe and it really does.
1: Mm, that's, that's really important, isn't it? And not to, it's the opposite end of that spectrum from the, uh, the, kind of um, the, the ruthless marketers who, you know, use every trick in the book to get you to buy. Don't really worry about the quality of the product and then will dump their customers at the moment's notice if they think somebody else is going to make them more money. So I, yeah, exactly. you know, and a, unfortunately a lot of those people are actually the gurus of marketing. So if you're not careful, you think that's the way it should be done. And that's the way business should be done. Where in actual fact, you know, being a good person actually goes a long way and having, a, you know, maintaining relationship.
0: It does. Um, but sadly, or um probably unfortunately is the wrong word but one of the things I've realized is that one of the reasons that resilience is so important is because I think a lot of entrepreneurs Simon and I included who got into this because we we want to prove right that you can be and build a global awesome brand that makes people feel amazing without compromising on people on the planet we want to prove that you can and actually it's really hard (laughs) right. (laughs) because you're up against people who definitely, you know, you're up against the big boys. So you're up against all these huge corporations who genuinely don't care. Don't like, they're more than prepared to compromise on people and the planet. (laughs) They're established. They got loads and loads of cash. And actually the more into that you get, the more you realize what you really are up against and how, um, no matter how nice it sounds, on paper, how much people love the idea of, um, I mean, very basic examples are, in fact, I'll use a non start example. If you buy a t shirt from Primark, you know what you're supporting behind the scenes, um, and you know that it's not the most ethical, but because it's a couple of quid, you kind of gone, oh, I'll just pretend that, you know, you know <laughs> yeah. I haven't done that, or whatever. <laughs> and people love the idea of super ethical clothing but aren't prepared to pay for it. And that applies to everything, including coffee. So actually, it's really, really, you're really up against it as an entrepreneur trying to genuinely do things the right way and make a difference. And when you're refusing to compromise on those things, it, it definitely it, it definitely means that it is a struggle. Um, and I would never want people to think it is easy. But it's worth it because you feel good about yourself, even though sometimes you're like, oh my God, this is never going to work because I can't compete with Nescafe on price or whatever it is.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, what does it mean for you in terms of, you you describe it on your website, the the ethics and the the giving back? What kind of things is True Start involved in?
0: So we're currently working towards, really proudly working towards becoming B Corp certified. I don't know if you're familiar with B Corp. I've heard the
1: term, but I don't know what it means.
0: So B Corp is... I say it's like the gold standard for people that are using business for good. So it's really hard to achieve. And with B Corp, you put uh, additional legal terms into your shareholders' agreement to say that you're going to report on a triple bottom line. So all businesses report on profit, bottom line. But with B Corps, you report on profit, people, and planet. And you do an annual uh, impact report. All of your supply chain is like really well rigorously assessed all of the time by you it's like quite a big thing to undertake as a business but it's the only thing we think actually encompasses like looks at ethical trading as it should be looked at which is from every angle I think there's a lot of businesses out there particularly big boys that uh, are guilty of greenwashing so you know doing something just for PR rather than really changing things behind the scenes and I think the consumer is going to become. I mean, consumers are already pretty savvy to uh, bullshit. Am I allowed to swear? (laughs) Pretty savvy to just rubbish that um, people churn out if it's kind of just for PR. Um, But this uh, certification is is almost going to do that for them. It's going to put a stamp on products and businesses that are like truly ethical through and through so it's really hard to achieve And my husband's actually planning on video documenting the journey this year and it's probably gonna take us about a year to get there even though we score quite highly already um so yeah
1: that's great And, and does that so that for you that involves things like how much you pay uh for the coffee or for you know it involves sourcing doesn't it what do you do around sourcing
0: it actually involves so b corp involves all sorts so if we're um, bringing on a new supplier making sure they're not using um slave trade in their slave labor sorry in their factory that kind of thing um and make our own people are all paid including um people like baristas for example are paid the real living wage um that just All that kind of thing. Um, But from a sourcing perspective, our Colbury's Rainforest Alliance certified, the coffee comes from where I used to live in Columbia, our like classic blend. Um, And we're about to um launch a couple more products as well that are organic, fair trade, um, and rainforest alliance certified. So yeah, we we do our sourcing is like really, really core to the cleanness of the coffee. So it's really important to true start. yeah, that this good example of the Primark thing that I was talking about, people may want fair trade or organic, but are not necessarily prepared to pay for it. But there is a higher cost associated because the people that grow the coffee are not, you know, slave labor. And that stuff is real. I think we're just quite disassociated from it because we're lucky enough to live in like, the UK
1: yeah no that's right and i've got a I've got a friend who runs a cleaning company and uh and all of the cleaners get paid not the minimum wage but the the living wage the as you real say. living wage yeah and uh, it does add a cost to things, but it means that everybody's treated well it means actually also they get really good people and they can afford to reject people and and so on so you get a you can be more fussy about who you take on and all those things
0: It should mean a better service for the customer right
1: yes, yeah. So, what's next for True Start? Any projects coming up that you you can talk about?
0: Yeah, so I'm absolutely pumped about our. So we've got a new product range launching over the next couple of months, uh, which we've only just started talking about to suppliers and things. Um, to customers, sorry. Um, it's not properly out there yet, but I can tell you. <laughs> um, so so we when we launched the cold, the cold coffees. Um, We discontinued our original product, the uh, premium barista grade instant coffee. And we did that because we wrongly believed that actually outside of sport, people probably wouldn't want instant coffee, no matter how good it was. Um, So we were focused purely on the cans. And then we have our beans that mostly we sell into offices and things. Anyway, fast forward over a year since we discontinued most of the hot coffee range every single day still. We are getting so many requests through the website. Like, where's this coffee gone? Can you do instant coffee? All these kinds of things. And it's been ridiculous. (laughs) So we had to listen to it. And we always have really listened to our customers. So we're about to launch our barista-grade instant and uh, three new roasts of the fresh coffee, um, beans in big bags, not bin bags, (laughs) beans in small bags, um, and a full range of hot coffee for retail, um, because we're all about having that guilt-free natural energy kick wherever and whenever you need it. And that is hot sometimes as well as cold. So, yeah. yeah.
1: Oh, that's great. And if anyone listening to this thinks I need to get hold of some of this stuff, If uh, what's the easiest way to to get it at the moment?
0: Well, truestartcoffee.com will always have the whole range available. But you can order um, directly off, on-
1: off the site
0: you oh, can okay. yeah okay. so our focus isn't e-commerce as like a strategy our focus is retail but it is available to buy on the website for people who can't get to a retailer um a cardo, if you shop on a cardo, um yeah. please go and pick some up there whole foods if you're in london is a great place um if you're in a revolution to Cuba bar you can get yourself a true star or before the gym go into david lloyd you can get yourself a true star yeah yeah
1: <laughs> okay great well, thanks, Helena. That was um, uh, that was really interesting, and I uh, uh, look forward to seeing where you go next with it.
0: My pleasure. Thanks for having me.
1: Thanks for listening to this episode of the Ideas Lab podcast. Please do subscribe, and if you've enjoyed this episode, it would be great if you could leave us a review. You can get links and details of everything mentioned in the podcast in the show notes along with photos and video clips from many of our episodes. Just go to theideaslab.org forward slash podcast.